Hello and welcome to Learning More with the Core, your community health core podcast. My name is Keely Hancock and I am a current social work intern with Community Health Corps, East Texas' local mental health and IDD authority. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Community Health Corps' Children's Mental Health Program Manager, Ms. Stacy Manning. Ms. Manning is a native of Magnolia, Arkansas and is a licensed professional counselor. She's been with CHC for one year where she began as a master's level QMHP, then a licensed professional counselor associate and now a children's program manager. So please enjoy Miss Stacy Manning. Hi, Miss Manning. How are you? Oh, hi, Miss Keely. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I just want to point out, in a year, you've done a lot. <laughs> I was telling my yeah, supervisor that. I said, it's been a year. Yes, I actually made a year, what, two weeks ago with Community Health Corps. Yeah. So it has been a fast and wonderful journey. <laughs> Girl, you're putting in work over here. <laughs> QMHP, and I should explain what that is it's a qualified mental health professional for those who don't know and then you got your lpc and your masters and now you're running the children's program all over east texas here we are how do you do that like what are the services that are provided and how do you maintain a level of care from carthage to henderson to marshall all over so it is a lot. Um, it, it sounds like a lot, I'll say that, but it, it's a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. Um, time management for sure. Yeah. So I am over the Henderson Clinic, Marshall Clinic, and the Carthage Clinic, also House Bill 19, mm-hmm. and Mental Health First Aid. Mm-hmm. So trying to juggle all five of the things has been a lot of fun, <laughs> especially coming into not really knowing much about the Mental Health First Aid yeah. and being immersed in that um, and finding out what they do and how we can help in the community with a couple of programs that we have there. So managing it is day by day, mm-hmm. sometimes hour by hour, and as you can see this morning, <laughs> I was late with you. <laughs> it's been minute by minute. Because you never know when a fire is going to pop up. Yeah. Um, and so I, I joke with them all the time. I was like, yeah, I didn't know I was going to become a firefighter. But now, you know, add that to the credentials as well. Um, but if it's a real fire, please call 911. Please. <laughs> so, please. Um, but no, it, it's been a lot of fun um, being um, kind of thrown into it and figuring out how the pieces go together to help our community with mental health. Yeah, you must love a challenge. I do. Uh, yeah, uh, as you can see, you know, going back to school <laughs> for mm-hmm. mental health, the challenge is real, um, mm-hmm. and it is every day. Every day. And you were talking about mental health first aid. So for those that are listening in the community, can you kind of give a brief overview of what that is? Sure. So we have two lovely ladies who are taking care of that program, um, Katie Robinson, who is out right now, and then Miss Gina Mitchell. They are helping connect the schools with mental health, um, training people on the first aid of what's happening, because we have a lot of issues happening in the schools with Mm -hmm. mental health. They're actually gearing up a new program that's for teen youth mental health first aid, where they're going to actually take a group of teens who are um, wanting to do this and teach them how to be there for another teen who is having a mental health crisis. Um, I'm supposed to have a meeting with them actually next week to kind of get the, you know, the whole gist of the thing. But right now they have trained quite a few people in the schools on the mental health first aid. Mm -hmm. So like your teachers, your principals, um, Mm -hmm. the counselors are trained on that. They can do their own classes. And now we're going into, okay, one step further Mm -hmm. and you get the teens who are interested in helping others. Because, you know, you never know. You may have that kid who's going to cry to another teenager versus going to an adult. And so Mm -hmm. I've given them the tools to be 
able to help in whatever way they can. Okay. You know, you never know. You have some of those kiddos, even ones that I see that come in and go, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to be a psychiatrist. I want to be a psychologist. It's like, wow, that's good. Mm -hmm. And so rather they have, you know, that niche of I want to do something in the mental health field now, Mm -hmm. this is the way to kind of get them exposed to it by being, you know, trained in how to help another teenager. Yeah. Also, just to have more soldiers, so to speak, on the ground because mm-hmm. we can't do it all. No. Um, and what we don't know, we can't help. And yeah. So I think that's a good thing that they've come up with, and we, we hope to see it come to fruition. For sure. I mean, that's going to teach them, what, active listening skills, de-escalation <laughs> tactics, things of that sort. And what to do in a crisis. Yeah. You know, um, again, we, we hear so much about what's happening in the schools, and it's usually too late when we hear about it. So being able yeah. to have, you know, a kid who can spot those signs, who know what to do, the steps, mm-hmm. and train for that would be a great thing. That's empowering, too, you know? Yes. Like, man, I would, I wish we had that when I was in I high know, school. I think, and so, you know, with times changing, we have to change with it, and this is what's needed. So I'm excited about getting to know more about that program. And you said something about House Bill 19. I know yes. nothing on that. So <laughs> House Bill 19 was also new to me when um, I got into management. But it is where we have a LPC that is contracted with us mm-hmm. through Community Health Board, but they are housed at Region 7, and they help connect all the region schools okay. to mental health. Um, again, reaching out as far as we can to make sure that we have resources in other places that can help in any need. You know, say there's a big something happening and you need all resources to come together. Mm-hmm. That's that connection. Um, and I will put a little thing out there that that position is open right okay. now, so I am hiring. Yeah. For an LPC for that position, but yeah, they're housed at um, Region 7, and they connect with the special education department, with mm-hmm. the counseling department, and just kind of reach out. It's basically outreach to see what resources are out there we can take advantage of to share with other schools, to connect with other schools, to connect with other um, HSC-type places. Sounds like a school social worker job. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. You know, um, you know, with the schools being bombarded with so many things, you know, yeah. they need a little help. So with us being the community base going into and helping make that connection, mm-hmm. then we all can stay on, you know, the same playing field and help wherever we can when needed. Man, and this is like all East Texas? Yes. District? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. It even goes down to um, Burke, the Burke Center down in Lufkin. Oh. Yeah. So. so you predominantly work in rural areas. Compared to metro areas, what are what are the biggest differences you would say? Because it's a struggle out here. It is. Um, <laughs> the big <laughs> the big struggle right now is finding um, professionals to fill the roles that we have open. Mm-hmm. Also, finding professionals who are already out there that have spots if we want to refer out in the community. A lot of places we have referred out and they're booked. Um, It's just the need is very, very high right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's one of the big challenges. I I think as years go on, we'll definitely see that be an issue just because of how mental health is evolving. Yeah. Um, So staff, staffing and and resources. A lot of people don't want to stay in their hometown. You know, they want to go and explore as they should. But yeah, it's pretty tough. Like the list of people we have here in town that we refer out to, um, waiting list is where we are. Mm. So, yeah. We always need more resources everywhere I go. Resources, resources, mm-hmm. resources. Well, on that note, to those thinking about getting in the mental health field and wanting to work with kids, 
what would you tell them? Like they're green, they're either leaving high school, going into college, thinking that's what I'm going to do, or they're leaving college and they're like, this is it. This is my calling. What would you <laughs> want to know if you could go back? Um, well, the way I came about to mental health was a little different. Okay. So, um, I don't know, going in, my main thing I would say is just be teachable. Mm -hmm. um, go out there and get the experience in internships. Yeah. Um, kind of see it actually in the real world. Um, and see what, what you like about it, um, what you're interested in, what kind of piques your interest. Um, you never know what's going to walk in your office. So, you, know, mm -hmm. you may have some people, oh, I'm going to, you know, major in this and this is the only type of client I want to deal with. Well, yeah, that may be true, but then they walk into your office, they come in with that initial whatever you want to do, and mm -hmm. then you start pulling away those layers. It's deeper. It's a little bit deeper than that. So you never know what walks in, and just kind of be ready to deal with whatever it is. Yeah. It's the whole person. Yeah. You know? And so we deal with children, so of course you're dealing with the children, and you're also dealing with the parents. parents. So yep. be prepared for that. Again, it's never a dull moment. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going to pop up, but just know that in some way shape or form they're asking for help they came to you for help so be ready. yeah yeah well you said your path to mental health was different can you uh ex <laughs> expand <laughs> well i was a speech therapist for mm -hmm. the last 12 years and i decided okay it's time to look a little bit deeper mm -hmm. a lot of my kiddos in the school district needed more help with the psychological things yeah you know you don't have your your main needs met then you're not worried mm -mm. about speech and therapy. Mm -mm. You're not worried about, you know, if you can read and understand what this means. You're trying to survive. That's that Maslow's so, hierarchy of needs. It. So yep. I kept, kept thinking, kept thinking. I was like, this is interesting. So I went back to school, and I was shocked how both worlds actually collide. And here I am. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, best of both worlds. Man, and we still need speech therapists like community health yeah, so not only do I see the need on the speech side, I also mm -hmm. see it on the mental health side and vice versa. But it, it has been a pleasure of being able to see both worlds and how they collide and, you know, how it can make a difference in a kid's life and the parents. Yeah. For whatever it's worth. I feel like what prevents me w with working with kids is, is the parents, you know. I No disrespect, but, you know, you can teach a kid something. Mm -hmm. But if they go home and the family's not on board, it's tough. Yeah, it, it is tough. So it's the buy-in part from the parents and the kiddo. Yeah, um, it's also I believe in presentation. Like, how are we presenting it to the parent? What have they done that has not worked? Are we making it where it's functional? Does mm -hmm. it you know make sense to them? If there's no buy-in, then we're not going to change anything that we're already doing. Yeah. I used to work at a, a child advocacy center in Longview, and the thing I noticed the most that prevented children from getting the assistance they needed was the parent really held on to a lot of shame and guilt about what had happened, whatever that might be. Sure. How do you work with that also working with children? Like, I mean, what is what can you do? I mean, and it, a lot of times it is the rapport building with the parent mm -hmm. as well. And I have had some that they come in, you know, they will not talk. It is, mm -hmm. oh, you're just here for the kid. Yeah, but we also work. It's a family process, I mean? yeah. It is. I can't treat the kid and not really touch on the family, too. Yeah. The kid is a kid mm -hmm. and the parent. And so once they kind of loosen up and, you know, they build that trust with me and vice versa, they will come in and kind of let loose. Mm -hmm. And they finally tell you the real deal. And you, you have a breakthrough in that moment. Okay. And then you may start to see some changes with the kiddos. 
And they're like, you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, you know, being able to see that it actually does work. And when you come to it as a group, mm -hmm. a village to raise that kid, mm -hmm. that's what's happening right now. It is. It that way. It's a whole village. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. It is. <laughs> that's got to be stressful. I mean, that's got to be so stressful. How do you not... How do you not burn out? Like, how do you take care of your your brain? And don't say pedicures. No, <laughs> I, that is what I do like to do that. I like to travel. I love getting massages, mm -hmm. shopping, music, and I also drive from Texarkana every day. So that the mm -hmm. hour drive is very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just trying to let it all just go by the wayside. And I tell a lot of the ladies, the techniques that you use on your clients, use on yourself also. Yes. Um, just coping kind of, skills yeah, for sure um to kind of let it all go away because you know they may come in they dump a lot of hard things on us but then mm -hmm. where are you dumping it at the end it's of transference the day? right there so we went from talking about self-care periodically to okay so what have you done for self-care daily sometimes mm -hmm. it goes by hour because it gets crazy around here but yeah. so what do you and your staff do for like being aware of self-care mm -hmm. So we do check in a lot with each other and like, you know, you're okay. We'll get up yeah. and tell them to take walks, you know, mm -hmm. walk out of the building. We've been here all day. You have PTO. I'm all about it. Take yeah. It. Take your um, lunch. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Take your lunch, <laughs> which they, <laughs> they're good because they'll come by and remind me too. Hey, did you have your lunch today? Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's a um, supportive work environment. Right. Being supportive of each other. Also watching the nonverbal things with mm -hmm. your coworkers. Mm. It's not always said. Oh, yeah. So if you notice that someone's feeling down or not like they used to be, kind of check in with them to see mm -hmm. what's going on. You know, maybe they want to talk about it or just need a hug. Yeah. Um, we have a new person in the building, and she was like, I'm a hugger. I was like, you know what? We need that. <laughs> so, you know, you need a hug. It's okay. But whatever you feel like is needed for you not to feel so heavy with all the things you've dealt with yeah. throughout the day is what I need you to do for yourself here. Yeah. It looks different for everyone, but yeah. It does. And that was the thing. It's like, you know, we, we're teaching the client how to cope. Also, teach mm -hmm. yourself to be able to learn from them as well. Yeah, and you're almost kind of like learning together. Yeah, it's true. That's some powerful stuff. It's true. Mm. Would you say that's the most rewarding part or it one of them? Been. It really has been. One of the most rewarding, I would have to say, is when you see it changed from what they came in mm -hmm. dealing with to removing past that. You know, they may have something else that come up that's fine. It's life. Things mm -hmm. happen. Yeah. But to be able to go from what they initially came in with to, oh, I'm good with that now. Here's the next problem. So, like, yeah, let's keep moving. Yeah. And what coping skills have you learned to actually propel you forward to the next issue that's happened? If we're living people. You're going to have issues. It's yeah. Like, it's ever changing. But being able to cope and get through that and live your best life is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Mm. That's some good stuff. So they can come to Carthage, Henderson, Marshall, Longview, and they can receive counseling. They can receive skills training. What else? So we also have um, family partner services, RAP and YES services. Yes. So in, right now, we don't have those services or anyone to provide those services, mm -hmm. but they are available. We are at the point where the skills trainers can provide the parenting services. Mm -hmm. Again, we're treating the child and the parent. So they do have that certification and background knowledge to help parents navigate those waters as well with mental health. Yeah. And so that's something else that is offered. 
the wrap services and yes are the more intensive ones mm -hmm. and so our kiddos who fall into that range they still can receive the counseling and they receive the skills with us and then they also have the intense case management with the wrapping yes um, people i love that program i have yet to intern over there because they don't have staff <laughs> i know i, I get know. it somebody <laughs> go go work over there please fingers crossed we'll get some people in because it is definitely needed well thank you miss manning for taking the time sure. and educating me and hopefully educating somebody else some powerful stuff y'all do we all do